Welcome to the How to Get a Job podcast. In this podcast, we help take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you the strategies and skills required to land your dream job. So if you're ready to master your career, land the job of your dreams, listen for more. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. Look, guys, in this episode, it's going to be a solo episode where we're going to be diving into the strategy of interviewing. I'm going to cover and talk about not how to interview. We've done that and we bring guests and we can definitely do that. But more importantly, understanding number three things. Number one, why companies have interviews and why does that matter? Number two, the ultimate question that you need to answer in the interview to get the job offer, right? Um, imagine this, right? You go through five interviews, each interview is 10 questions. In total, the whole interview process is 50 questions. But what is the one question that those 50 questions tries to answer? We're going to talk about what that is and how to answer it. And number three, I'm going to give you guys that hack on how to get feedback from the interviews, right? So many times you probably can relate. You go to an interview and you think you did really good and you feel confident about it. And then you get a rejection email. And then when you ask for feedback, they don't give you feedback, right? So we're going to talk about how to get feedback so that you know where you stand after the interview. So let's right dive into it. Enjoy this episode. Also, by the way, if you are enjoying this podcast, give us a review. And if you are currently looking for a job and you want our team to help you, let's set up a free strategy call, right? It's free. You'll be talking to me or one of our coaches to understand what your career goals are, your timeline, and see if we can help you. We specialize in helping college students, seniors, recent grads, land a job in the STEM field. So if you're a STEM student, computer science, program manager, data analytics, data science, um, that those fields, engineering, in, industrial engineer, mechanical engineer, we can help you get jobs. Our clients have gotten jobs at every company you could think of, the Googles, the Amazons, the Apples, the Metas of the world, you name it, and we want to help you. So without further ado, let's get started and let's talk about why companies interview. Like, this is really important to understand. Look, at the end of the day, regardless of how big a company is, whether it's the apples, the fangs of the world, the U.S. government itself, the military, anybody, like whatever, the country, everybody, every company, large, medium, small, has limited resources. And because a company has limited resources, they can't just hire everybody. Right. Think about it. If I am a company and I'm looking to develop a new app for the Apple store. Right. And because I have limited resources, I can't just hire every developer and say, hey, all of you guys build an app and then I'll choose the best app. It doesn't work that way because I have limited resources, because Google has limited resources. Every time they hire, they're making an investment. Right. Think about that. They're making an investment. And because they're making an investment. Just like when you make an investment, you have to look at two things. What is my risk versus my reward? That determines a lot. So when I am hiring, when I was a hiring manager for a Fortune 50 company, I have to look at every candidate versus the risk versus the reward, right? So in one end of the spectrum, let's say I have somebody who's qualified. It meets everything that I am looking for. If I look at the job description, they have everything they're looking for. So it says I'm looking for two years of experience. These people have four to six years of experience. They're looking for a bachelor's degree. These people have a master's degree, right? At that end of the spectrum, somebody's overqualified for the role. 
you can you still get rejected. Maybe if you're listening to this and you've you've applied for jobs where you're overqualified and you've gotten rejected, why is that? Well, the risk is so high that it doesn't matter of the reward of your ability to do the job because if you if I think that you're applying for this job and you're overqualified and you're only using this as a stepping stone and you're only doing this because you're desperate for a job and you say, I'll take anything, Daniel, just give me an opportunity and then you get a job. What happens? You're probably going to keep looking for a job, even though you got a job with me. And three, six months, nine months later, you will then move to another company that gets you that gets you a job that matches your experience where you're actually not overqualified anymore. So then what happens is that I then need to start looking for someone else three, six months, nine months from now, which then becomes extremely risky. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, but when a company hires someone and they don't stay there for at least two years, and this is according to Sherm, not even me, right? It costs the company anywhere between one to four times their pay, their first year salary. So if I'm hiring a $100,000 software engineer and they're overqualified, I'm like, yes, I'm getting somebody who has everything I need and more. But then they leave six months later, it costs me between a hundred dollars to $400,000 because I hire somebody that was a high risk of flight. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, I might hire somebody that doesn't have any experience and they might be so grateful for the opportunity and they'll be so loyal and want to stay with me for a long time, more than two years, right? So the risk is low, but because they don't have any experience, the reward of them being able to over deliver on the job assignment is low. So then it doesn't mind, it's not also not a good fit. So you have to remember that everything comes down to that. Why companies have limited resources and the reason why they're hot interviewing and they go through so many steps and they go through the assessments and whether they go to technical interviews and they go through all this is because they're mitigating the risk of this investment. And the more important this role is to an organization, the more interviews or the or, or the more steps this process might have. Think about it like this, right? The McDonald's C, if McDonald's was looking for a CEO, they might have the CEO go through 10, 15, 20 interviews. They have to interview everybody in the board of directors. They have to interview through the special uh, staffing agency that specialize in executive recruiting. They have to interview other C-level executives. There is so many things Major investors in McDonald's need to be involved, right? So many interviews are gone through because it's such a senior role. It's the, the most senior role. But in the other side of the spectrum, because I'm showing you both, right? Imagine if you wanted to get a job at McDonald's as a cashier, right? Hourly job. You could probably walk into the, inter the restaurant, right? Walk into McDonald's, talk to the manager, interview right on the spot because it's happening right now and start the next day. Why? Because the risk of hiring this role doesn't affect that much. If I hire the cashier, they don't they do not do the job well, then I'll just find another one because the, the amount of training or the risk that associated with hiring that role is minimal. So that is why companies do interviews because they're looking to mitigate the risk. Now I can look at a resume and make a decision and say, okay, I think based on their one-page document, two-page document, they would be a good fit for this role. But I then need to talk to them in person, in Zoom, or have conversations with them to see if what's on the resume is real. 
Can they actually do the job? Are they a good cultural fit? Can I see myself working with them 40 plus hours a week, right? Are they going to be an addition to the team or are they going to be a cancer? All those questions, what you're ultimately trying to ask in the interview. But then that takes me on to the, the second thing we're going to talk about today, which is why out of all the questions that you need to answer, whether it's tell me about yourself, whether it's tell me a time where you've had to deal with difficult uh, M- uh, co-workers or tell me what your biggest weaknesses are, tell me what your biggest strengths are. All of those questions ultimately come down to answering one main question. And that is- All right, as a major thank you for listening to my podcast, I've just let our career coaches know to open up their calendar for limited time only, limited spaces only to our loyal podcast listeners. So if you are currently a STEM student looking for a job in the next 90 days or graduate in the next year, you want our help, Schedule a call with our team for free for a free strategy session, limited time only, link in the show notes. See you there. And that is, why are you the best investment for my company? Why are you the best person to solve my problem, but also be here long enough where I get my return on investment? So all the questions have to come to that. So let's talk about the number one question you're always going to get, right? Tell me about yourself. Knowing that the main question you have to answer is why are you the best investment? Why are you a low risk hire with high potential? Whoever can can be the best combination of those both wins. Tell me about yourself is no longer about you. I don't care about your whole childhood. Not at least not right now. Maybe when you start working for me and I get to know you better and we go get some drinks after work one day, maybe I'll care about your childhood then. I only care about the parts of you that have gotten you ready to solve my problem. So even that question, tell me about you, which is supposed to be about you, is not about you. It comes down back to the question, why are you the best investment? So here's a trick, how to answer the question, tell me about yourself. Three steps to this this question. Number one, start with current. Then you go into past, then you go into present. Let me walk you through this. Currently, where you are now. Hi, my name is Daniel Botero. I am a marketing student at the University of Central Florida. I have a 3.0 GPA and I graduate in fall 2023. That's where you currently are. Then you move to your past. What past experiences, projects, internships, or anything that's built your capabilities, your skill sets to do this role? So when I was graduating, I want to go into a management training program. Now, management training programs look for three main things, leadership, communication skills, and work ethic. So then my past is talking about how have I built leadership, communication skills, and work ethic so that I makes me a good candidate. So then I can go and say, okay, present, my name is Daniel Botero. I am a marketing student at the University of Central Florida. I have a 3.0 GPA. My estimated graduation date is fall 2023, right? My past, you know, Over the last four years in college, I've done four internships. In my last internship at Enterprise, I've been able to build a a strong work ethic by being and working 25 hours a week by still being a full-time student. I've been able to build my leadership skills by being the vice president of my professional fraternity, Delta Sigma Pi. And I've been able to build my communication skills by being part of Toastmasters and getting my competent communication award. That's your past. I'm not telling you about my childhood. I'm not telling you I'm from Colombia. I'm not telling you that my dad died when I was three. That doesn't matter. And then you move to your future. 
Where do you see yourself in the future? Why do you want to work for me? And that's where you bring it in to say, and um, so your future and um, the reason why I'm here today is because I'm extremely interested in the position as a management training program at PepsiCo. And I believe I, and I, and I, and I believe I have all the skills needed to be successful in this role. You're looking for communication skills, leadership and work ethic. And I possess all three. And I look forward to sharing with you why I'm the ideal candidate in the rest of the interview. Right. So that's how you answer the question. Tell me about yourself, knowing that the real question is, why are you the best investment? So I hope that helps. Uh, I know that uh, I'm giving you that extra bonus in this episode, but we could dive into that, which that then takes us to the rest of the questions. And so every behavioral question that you get, why do you think they get asked that question? If I asked you a question, tell me about a time where you've had to work or deal with a difficult customer. The reason why I'm asking you all that is because most likely what's going to happen is that in the role that you're applying for, you will deal with difficult customers. And because you're going to deal with difficult customers, how you handle difficult customers in the past, is going to give me a great indicator of how you will handle it in the future. Right? And so if you think about it, it goes back to the main question. If you can handle difficult customers in the past, because past performance is a good indicator of future performance, it shows, it shows me that the, the risk or the potential of you handling difficult customers in the future is high. It increases the odds of you getting higher. It increases the odds of you being a good investment, which goes back to the main question you answer, why are you the best investment? And you can do that in any question, whether it's tell me about yourself, a behavioral question, your strengths and weaknesses, it always comes down to that one question. So all interviews come down to that question and you knowing what that question is and how you make or save the company money is going to be a game changer for you as you get ready for interviews. Now, last thing and last point on this, on this podcast, right? Let's talk about how to get feedback in the interview. So general interview structure is starting the interview, small talk. Hey, how are you? Great. What did you do this weekend? Blah, 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 blah. Then when the interviewer starts, he says, well, you ready to get started? Great. All right. Tell me about yourself. So then you start the questions. Tell me about yourself. Uh, and then maybe you go to behavioral questions, depending on what part of the interview process are. And then towards the end, the interviewer generally goes, do you have any questions for me? Now, the answer to this is yes. You always should have questions for them. It shows that you care. It shows that you're prepared. It shows that you're also interviewing them. Remember, an interview should be a two-way streak. You should be interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you because yes, they're gonna pay you, but in exchange of the money they give you, you are show you're delivering time and value. So life is an exchange of time and value. And so that's what an interview is. So rule of thumb is that you should always interview them back. And when they give you that opportunity to interview them back, you should ask at least three to four questions. Now, um, I think the questions will differ depending on the role and how much research you've done and what comes up in that research. But rule of thumb, you could do this. Three to four questions. One could be about the interviewer. Hopefully you've had the chance to know who that is. You've found them on LinkedIn. You've been able to connect. You found some commonalities. And that maybe we do another episode talking about what are some good questions to ask for another, for the future. Second and a question could be related about the job or the department or the team that you'd be doing. It could be like, tell, you know, what is a day in the in the job look like? What is a week? If you haven't discussed this, what is a week in this job look like? And it could be about the job. And the third question could be about the, the company as a whole. Any questions you have about the culture or anything like that? Now, 
my fourth and final question, and you always, I want all of you listening to promise me to always finish with this question is the following. Is there any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit for this role? Let me repeat it one more time. Is there any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit for this role? Now, this question is crucial because it gives you feedback. This question is asking the interviewer to give you the feedback that they would generally never give you. So what could happen? Best case scenario, they can say, hey, Daniel, um, honestly, I think you check out the boxes. Uh, I think you're great. Uh, I don't see any concerns. Amazing. If that happens, then you say, excellent. I'm so glad that you believe that I'm the right fit. I also am very excited to the potential of working with you. What would be the next steps? So you leave the interview knowing what the next steps are. Now, let's be realistic. Is it always going to work out that way? No. So let's talk about what happens if it's the opposite. If it's no, you're not qualified. And it's more like, hey, Daniel, unfortunately, I do not believe that you have enough technical experience. We're looking for someone that's really proficient in Python, right? And in that scenario, you can either A, if you do have that experience and maybe didn't communicate it well, you have one chance to overcome and say, actually, sir or ma'am, um, I, I do believe I have the Python experience that you're looking for. Maybe I forgot to mention that I X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. Now, what happens if you don't have that experience that they're looking for? This is the opportunity for you to say, I understand where you're coming from. And you can either A, ask if there's another role. So maybe you're applying for a data scientist and you're not qualified for that. So you say, is there a data analyst role that you can maybe go in or a more junior software developer role that you can go into? Is there another role that you think my, my capabilities and experience would be a better suited for? Or you can say, Here, here's my game plan on how I'm going to learn that skill. And then in the time between now or when you're looking to have someone start, right? So if it's something that you can actually, I say Excel, Excel is something that you could probably learn in a couple of weeks. Um, take some Udemy classes, take some YouTube, LinkedIn learning, YouTube, whatever it is. Um, and you can kind of learn that. But if it's something that takes longer, then, then you can say, hey, this is what I would do to get it. Do you mind if we stay in touch just in case you have a position that opens up in a couple of months and my skills and I've been able to upskill myself to that level and so on. It's all about building that communication. Now, um, you either get a yes, you're great. No, you're not that good, right? And you're still getting feedback. And then in the middle, if they want to dodge that question, they can say, hey, Daniel, we're still interviewing other candidates. We'll let you know. And then in that scenario, you can say that's perfectly fine. Is When would be a great time to follow up, right? And then you can then have that conversation. But here's why this question is even really important. Even if you get a no, I'd rather you get a no today than be checking your email for to the next two to three weeks, wondering that you might get it. Because if you get a note today, you can now go and say, okay, yeah, that sucked. Unfortunately, I didn't get it. But now I know that I need to keep applying. Now I know I need to keep networking. Now I know I need to keep the process going because I'm not here waiting, thinking that Amazon is going to send me the offer letter that I've been wanting. So I'd rather you get a note today than a note tomorrow so that you can then focus your attention somewhere else. And so that's where even in time savings, if you're an international student and you have a limited amount of time to get a job, this becomes Crucial. Now, I get it. Asking this question is really tough and it like it's like awkward, but you got to do it. So please, please trust me on doing it. So that's it. Like as we wrap up, remember, companies have limited resources. So therefore, every time they hire somebody, it's an investment. The number one question you need to answer or the question that needs to be answered is why are you the best investment? 
risk versus reward. And then lastly, always finish the interview with the final question. Is there any particular reason why you think I might not be a good fit? If you do that, you get better answers. You're able to close the sale and get the offer. And if you and if you get a no, you can keep the relationship with the recruiter and potentially be open to another roles within the company. Now, if you like this and if you find value in this, and I hope you did, I want you to please, please, look, I'm asking you, please leave me a review and share it with one friend. If you have a friend that has an interview coming up, share it with them. If you found value in this, Post a comment on LinkedIn saying, hey, just check out this episode on interviewing and it was amazing. Tag me. I will give your post some love and get you some visibility. And finally, if you are looking for a job and you want to see if we can help you, myself, my team, the whole army of MCTC can help you. Let's set up a time to talk. Look at the, uh, if you look at the bio, you're going to see it. Uh, it's a link, 30 minute free strategy session we're offering for our podcast listeners. Take advantage of that and we can go from there. Thank you guys so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. Well, if you're listening to this, you have made it to the end of the episode. In the time of distraction, the fact that you're listening to this means you truly care about your career. And to reward you for that, my team and I will be hosting free one-on-one strategy sessions for podcast listeners only. So if you want to get a strategy session to speak with me or someone on my team, look at the link in the show notes to schedule your free call. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.